Hello, this is Jay Benson, and welcome to another episode of Fit Health Well. So as you guys know, we have a lot, we have a health and wellness platform and, you know, you to our long-term listeners that's been listening to our podcast and we are in our second season. So first off, let me thank you guys for that. Um, and then also we have a segment and we also, we've always been doing these segments where we have these special and amazing stories and there's just some amazing human beings out there. And I, and, and I definitely want to get more of these individuals on our show. So for those that know me personally, and for those that have been listening to the podcast, I relocated to New York city to a city called London, Ontario, which is about two hours outside of Toronto. It's an amazing city and it's great people here. And one of those amazing, great people is Teresa Carrier. And what she's done is she has an organization called OneRun.ca and she is a breast cancer survivor. And she started this foundation in 2010. So it's pretty much 10 years. I don't really want to dive too much into her story and I'm going to let her tell her your, her journey and her history. So um, without further ado, I just want to get into pretty much who she is, the amazing uh, charitable uh, efforts that she's done so far and, and the money, the amount of money and the distance that she's ran um, for charity. So Teresa, how are you today? I'm just fine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm very humbled and, and, and grateful. Thank you for being a guest. So I want to get, let's get into your personal history a bit. Um, you know, let's just talk about yourself and, and what made you start this organization? Well, I am first and foremost, a wife and mother of four children. In uh, 2007, I went for a regular physical and asked to have a mammogram done. I was 43 at the time. And like you, Jay, I'm very much into fitness. And the doctor thought it wasn't necessary for somebody in my situation to be looking to have a mammogram at such a young age and being fairly healthy. And I thought, you know what, let's just get it done. And uh, unfortunately, the results from that mammogram showed that I had breast cancer. After um, hearing that news, obviously, very um, a very tough time for myself and my family. And uh, Thankfully, it was uh, detected quite early, and my journey back to health was a quick one. And when I was all done through the treatment and getting myself back on my feet, I knew it was important to give back. I was surrounded by many people who supported me and a health system that supported me as well. And I know that there's a lot of people that aren't as fortunate. So I wanted to do something to raise some money to help others who maybe didn't have the support system I did to let them know that they weren't alone and that we were there to help them. So I didn't know quite exactly what that would look like. I am a runner. I like to run. And, you know, my distances are about 10 Ks, half marathons. And I have a sister who lives in Sarnia, which is a town an hour from London. And I thought, what if as one survivor, I ran 100 kilometers in one day, which was the distance from London to Sarnia. And I really liked the sound of that. Uh, but then I thought about it and thought, wow, that's a hundred kilometers. I can't do that in one day. I thought the concept was kind of cool. It's never been done before, but that meant I would have to run a hundred kilometers. And what if I wasn't capable? And so I let it go and I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I talked to my family and I said, you know, mom has this idea of running 100 kilometers in one day. And my husband and my kids were like, yeah, for sure you can do it. 
you know, I'm a, a stubborn Italian. I, I've been a competitive athlete for most of my life. And I knew that if I trained, I could do it. It wouldn't be pretty, but, but the cause was that important to me that I thought, you know what, I, I wouldn't mind trying it. So I, I extended my thoughts and my plans to my friends and they all, you know, I thought they were going to tell me I was crazy, but instead they said, you know what, this is a great idea. We're on board. How do we help? So, um, on, in June of 2010, I started my, my run from London to Sarnia. It was called one run because I was doing it one time and one time only. And uh, through that course of that campaign, we raised $180,000 for the uh, programs at our hospitals that assisted cancer patients and their families. And uh, it was uh, a life-changing event for myself, my family, and those involved. And hopefully those that were able to make use of the programs that we supported. It was such a beautiful event and so well-received that the team decided we should do it again. And here we are 10 years later <laughs> and celebrating our 10th anniversary. So it, it's been quite a journey. It's been part of our family now for over 10 years. And it's certainly something that has changed, like I said, changed our lives. Absolutely. And, you know, that in itself is amazing. Like the fact that you did that in one day um, is just remarkable. Just so, and, and for anyone outside of Canada, and this is for my American friends, um, 100 kilometers is about 62 miles. Okay. <laughs> um, she ran literally an ultra marathon. Okay. Because I've run many marathons before. And I'm going to tell you, like, it's exhausting. <laughs> you learn a lot about yourself. Um, so, you know, again, just understand that for for a moment she right she took something that was personal um she took something that was personal that she survived and said immediately did a selfless act and said you know what i need to give back right and 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 that's something that's amazing um now when you did it that first year um did you train like i know you were already a, a runner because i know with my running plans like before a marathon i like i got new york city coming up in november and i need to start in in february um did you just get up and go or was was there a pre-training plan involved there there's quite extensive training i certainly didn't want to go out there unprepared and i knew my family was concerned about me running that distance so i wanted to make sure i was really well trained I have a great trainer and friend and his name is Brad Arndt and he's an ultra marathoner and he coached me all the way through from start to finish, you know, and as you know, it's not just about your training. It's about the cross training. I did yoga. I did my weight training and then there's nutrition. So keeping that into consideration, you know, you're burning so much more. Are you getting enough fuel so that your training runs are effective and efficient? So it was a long process I found the most difficult, Jay, and you probably know this as well, is the tapering. It's the slowing down and stopping all that mileage prior to the run. And you're thinking, God, I feel like I should be out there running. And the coach is saying, trust me, Teresa, on this. Your body needs to rest. So I, I loved the training. But I have to tell you that taper is it plays with your head a lot. Exactly. So we're talking runners talk right now, guys, what tapering, <laughs> what tapering is, and I'm just going to define that real quick for the audience. What tapering is typically is, you know, when you're, you're building up miles towards a marathon, so it's, which is 26.2 um, miles, right? So you build up to a marathon and let's just say for the last week, um, what you want to do is you want to reduce the mileage because you want to preserve, 
you know, not only your legs and your muscles, but you want to have that stamina and that energy um, before then. And what I typically done and many runners would do is like maybe a day or two before the, uh, the, the actual event, whether it's a marathon or ultra marathon, you do a little shakeout run, which is like two or three miles. So when she references tapering, that's what she's talking about, guys. So that's our runner's talk. Um, <laughs> being a runner, I know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> so um, now when you were, when, when you did it, when you set up for um, the first, um, that first year, 2010 in Sarnia, um, were you alone or did you have someone pacing with you? Like, yeah, take us through that. Well, the first run, I was on my own. I do, I did have an entourage that followed me. So we had an RV that had my trainer, medical staff, my husband, my sister, and they followed me uh, from the start to finish. We went through some country roads, some highways. We had the Sarnia and the London police, uh, Strathroy police. For those of you in Eastern Ontario, you know who I'm talking about. They escorted us just to make sure that I was safe on the road. We were greeted. We had a lot of spectators on the road, uh, supporters, cancer survivors, those that were dealing with cancer. We also passed some elementary schools. So the kids came out and we stopped and said hello, which is always the highlight for me. So emotional uh, just to let them know that one person can make a difference, that when we come together as a community, there's there's strength in that. And there's there's just beauty in helping one another. And for us to deliver that message for 100 kilometers was really impactful and, and very powerful. So I was on my own. My, my kids would run with me for a little bit. My, my family would run a little bit, my siblings. Um, but it, there was a lot of quiet time, a lot of uh, time that I was on my own. That is amazing. And, and, and also, too, I would imagine during, during that time when you was alone um, and when I've run long distances, you just have a lot going through your mind, right? I don't know if there's a calmness or peace. Um, did you ever, I, I hate to ask this question, but I feel like it's always necessary. Um, but did you ever doubt yourself while you was doing it? Like, why did I, why did I decide to run hundred kilometers? <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I doubted myself, I'd be raising a whole lot of money. Um, absolutely. You always question, you know, did I train enough? Am I strong enough? Uh, did I do enough? What if the weather uh, is, is the weather going to cooperate? What if I have a cramp? So certainly a self-doubt. And, and of course, there are, sadly, people that would say to me, there's no way you're going to be able to do it. You know, stop if you have to. Nobody's going to be upset about it. But around 70 kilometers in my first run, I remember thinking, I don't have the lakes to do it. Uh, it started to get hot. And thankfully, um, I had people around me that just said, do what you can. And it's that mental toughness, right? That's where the mind takes over. Uh, you know, the mind has a power to convince the body to do something out of the ordinary. And it's just, you know, it's that determination of, of the, my message is to let cancer patients know that, yeah, times are going to be tough, but push yourself through it and you'll, you'll see the, the finish line. So I wanted that message to be clear. And that's what I just kept remembering. You know, this is for a much higher purpose than a few, you know, aches and pains. That's right. And um, so you've done this six times within a span of 10 years, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. So now I want to fast forward to this, to the recent year. And um, for the, for everyone that's listening, she completed this June 19th, correct? You completed correct. Okay. So was this, I believe, was this the first year you didn't do it in all in one day? And that was due to the heat, the extreme heat, right? So, and, 
Okay. So yeah. So, and I read up on her story as well um, regarding this, you know, it was about 29 to 30 degrees Celsius, which is the equivalent of about 85 to 86 degrees Fahrenheit. So it is hot. <laughs> okay. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think what you guys did is you did it Thursday evening. You had a, a very small break in between, and then you finished on Friday afternoon, right? That's okay. correct. So now did, what was your mind state prior to the decision to take a break? Cause this was the first year you didn't do it straight, even though it was still within a 24 hour period. Um, did you have people advising you saying, Teresa, this is too dangerous. Or did you make that call? Yeah. Well, we've been watching the forecast for the last couple of weeks. And on Monday of last week, we saw that uh, we were in for a lot of humid X warnings and as I mentioned, I promised my my family that if it got really bad, I would pull myself off the road. And I know they are quite concerned, uh, knowing that there was going to be a lot of heat involved. So I talked to my team on Wednesday, and we made the call Wednesday at lunchtime. We saw that the humid X was going to be as high as 40. And um, we just haven't had that much experience or um, exposure to that kind of heat this this spring. And it was actually the first time I've ever run in that kind of heat in throughout the entire year. So keeping that in mind, I'm now, uh, you know, quite a few years older and I have to be really mindful of, of making sure I stay well. So we thought breaking it up would be the best solution. Okay. Yeah. And, and you know what, when I look at it in retrospect, again, everything you've done since 2010 is amazing. Um, but it's a good call. In, in my opinion, because there were a few days and, you know, I did, I just run a couple of 10 Ks like every morning. I do that as well. Um, and I felt just in that small margin of time that I was on the road, it was very, very hot and humid. And um, sometimes you have to, you know, err on the side of caution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it's a great cause, but you know, you need to live <laughs> in order to see that through. So that's definitely important. Um, another runner's question for you, and I always get excited when I have a runner on my on my podcast because we we do have a lot of runners that listen to this program. Um, I like to ask this questions in terms of nutrition. Um, talk to me about when you're training. I would say before you do the hundred k, you know, what are you eating, and then while you're doing the hundred uh, k, you know, what are you substituting? Are you using gels? Are you using blocks? What, what, what are you doing for, in regards to that? Well, prior to the run, obviously, I'm making sure that I'm eating enough uh, to certainly make sure I have enough calories based on what I'm doing. Um, prior to, I make sure that my, my meal planning is consistent so that my body knows how to absorb what I'm eating. During the run, though, that's a tricky part. I'm not very good at it. Uh, and my trainer will consistently remind me, you have to be eating during your long training runs. And that's the key. Not only are you training your muscles, but you have to train your stomach. So when I was doing my 50K training runs, I was trying to eat what I would typically eat from my 100K, which I don't use gels. Um, I just find they don't work for me. I know they work for a lot of runners, but I have, uh, you know, waffles. We have, I have a peanut butter and jam sandwich. Again, little portions. I have uh, cookies. Um, so nothing really typical running t- stuff, but stuff that I know my body can absorb and can do well with. So my trainer makes sure he's, he takes me out when I go out and he's making sure that I have my calorie intake and getting everything I need in, 
into me. Hydration is key. Uh, there's points in the run that I can't eat. My stomach uh, just hits a point where I can't eat anymore. And it's the hydration. So believe it or not, I'm not a pop drinker, but he brought out some Coke to me. And I don't know if any of the runners out there has have ever drink, had a drink of Coke while they ran. I know it seems quite the opposite of what we would ever assume. Had a little sip of Coke and it gave me the sugar rush and it made me feel good. It was nice and cold. And then uh, I was able to carry on. So uh, I think the key in what you should eat during an endurance run is making sure that you train to eat prior to that. So don't try to eat anything that you've never eaten on a long training run before. Never introducing anything new is, is really important. That's great. Thank you for that. That's actually great advice. And, um, you know, a lot of, of, of my peers that have done marathons, they are looking towards the ultra marathon uh, bracket. Um, so you providing that information is very useful. Um, what are your tips on recovery after you do a, a, that long distance? What are you doing? Um, take a nice cold bath afterwards with some uh, Epsom salt. Um, stretch, obviously. I have a, a, a massage typically. I actually went out and walked the following day. I think getting moving is really important. Certainly not you know, extensive running, but I find I have to get moving because you don't want that lactic acid to build up. You just want to flush it out as quickly as you can. Uh, normally after two or three days though, I'm ready to test the legs out again. So I, I went out for a run yesterday, just a short 5k and a 10k today and feeling pretty good. So um, I feel all right. That's good. That's great to hear. I, and I live on a foam roller after long runs. I yes. just try to break that tissue up. I, you know, I think anyone that's, that's, that's ready to embark on long miles, is that's so key. And I speak to trainers about that as well. Um, it's a very important aspect in terms of recovery, right? It's a love-hate relationship with the foam roller. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to do you some good, but sometimes I look at it and think, you know, okay, it's just me and you. And, you know, I curse it. I, I have tears sometimes coming from my eyes, but it certainly does the trick. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, what, is, like, what is your, you know, when you finish and, you know, sometimes like when I, when I set a goal, right, for example, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, 300 miles this month, or I'm going to raise money for this. And I complete it. I know I feel, you know, really overwhelmed and, 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 and proud, you know, when you finish that amount of miles and you're like, man, we raised so much money, like, you know, how are you feeling? Like, take us into your, your thought process. You know, I guess the one word that I would I would uh, describe is blessed. I feel extremely blessed that, you know, the good Lord has, has uh, given me a strong body at this point, has given me great friends and a community, a community of supporters. It's, it's really overwhelming, Jay. Like you said, it's, it's hard to put into words how grateful I feel that I'm able to do this. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that aren't as fortunate and every day I just thank, I thank God that I'm capable and that I have the, the team that allows me to do it. Um, it's, you know, like you had mentioned, there's so much preparation, there's so much work up, there's, there's so much planning. The event goes as, as well as you hoped. And then, and then what? And you, you just reflect back at all those special moments and just think, wow, how lucky am I? Exactly. That's amazing. And then now, so now my next question now that, and thank you so much. Cause so just want to recap, man, like she gave us not only her history, but you know, just tips on staying hydrated, right. If, if you care to, to start going the ultra marathon route, 
um, and recovery. And, and it's very, very important. Um, I want to start getting into the charity a bit now, too, because that's very important. Um, is, is, is it exclusive to London or the breast cancer awareness? Is it Canada? Is it throughout Canada? And can people from outside of Canada, from the States, can they donate and, and participate in this as well? Absolutely. You know what? We've grown. Uh, our first year, it was uh, strictly programs with breast cancer in London and area. Now we service all of Ontario, the whole province, and it's all, all cancer programs, so not just breast cancer. We also have connected with Child Can, which is an organization that looks after families that are dealing with children who have cancer. And in our 10th anniversary, we recruited, we recruited national survivors to participate. So we had survivors from BC, from Nova Scotia, from Quebec who have participated. And we also started a virtual challenge this year, first time from May 19th to June 19th, we challenged folks to complete a hundred kilometers of their own. And we had people from Costa Rica, from uh, England, from all over the world who participated. We had about 1400 people who participated in that. And we had donations coming in from everywhere. So again, very, you know, with COVID and, and the challenges uh, we had to change our plans, but it thankfully was just as successful as years past. So we're very, very lucky. That's amazing. And I want to speak to that virtual aspect as well, because I saw that on the website. Guys, it's very easy. It's on Strava, correct? And yes. Yeah. As everyone knows, and I'm going to talk runner language again. I'm sorry if I've been doing it, but that is like the Instagram for runners. Um, so, you know, make sure you go to onerun.ca. And uh, next year, this is definitely something that I would like to, I'm going to get involved with as well, because I can do that in a month, no problem. <laughs> um, not, I don't know about a day, <laughs> but um, you know, I, what I want you guys to do is, is if, you know, if you've heard her story, guys, um, and, and, and it's touched you in any way, and it's important, breast cancer, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, they always need help um, fundraising and things like that. And not only that, not the, the, the benefit of your own personal health and, and, and betterment, um, but you're also helping people. So it's definitely, um, I, I encourage you guys uh, when next year rolls around or at least follow them on Instagram as well, onerun.ca uh, one so that you can stay on top of it and know when they're going to kick the initiative. And um, yeah, let's get involved and let's help because I'm, I'm huge as well on giving back. Um, the next question that I have for you as well, and this is a more of a local question, um, and so do you take volunteers? And if anyone is interested in volunteering, how can they go about that? Well, the beauty of One Run Jay is we're all volunteers. These are people that have uh, either at school full time, have jobs. Um, we are 100% volunteers. So we're always looking for volunteers. We go out into high schools as well. So we have a young crew of, uh, we call them the one run spirit team and they go to high schools and they run events at our high schools. So we're always looking for young, uh, volunteers, new volunteers, uh, volunteers who uh, feel this is an organization that they want to support. Volunteers is how we run. Um, if, if we don't have them, we don't have one run. So, uh, yes, always looking for volunteers. There you go. Exactly. So, 
you guys, you've heard it. Um, you know, they're definitely looking for volunteers. Um, you can also get involved via donations as well. Is the donations running, has that ended? I know that some people may still be uh, doing a virtual challenge. And what's normally, what's the cutoff date for that? Uh, we'll, we'll keep our donation line open likely till the end of the month. Um, our, yeah, our, our challenge finished on Friday, but we've extended it till the end of the month and we're always looking. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep that open for a while. Absolutely. And it speaking to, uh, 2021, when will it, when will it start and how can people start getting involved? Do you normally start this in May? Uh, yes. Our, our school event starts in May. We actually have a, a 100 kilometer ride in March on, uh, spin bikes we have a golf tournament, uh, but our school events, which is a big event, begins in May and then the run itself in June. Okay. And and just so you know, I'm just going to ask some more information, guys. Um, you know, I know she said when we spoke about the virtual event um, and participating in that, which is uh, 100 kilometers, 62 miles from my American friends, um, you can run, walk or bike, right? So even if running is not your thing, and I know that uh, a lot of people don't, you can walk you know, you can run this four different options. Is that correct? They can do it anyway. We've had some people with um, skateboards. We have had families that have walked together. Uh, Whatever, Jay, as you know, we're both fitness buffs. Any way we can get people moving is what we want to see. That's part of what Wanan does and who we are is community engagement and just getting people participating and, and focusing on their own health. There you go. That's great. So that that's pretty much everything in a nutshell, guys. Uh, OneRun.ca is the website. She made it very simple by keeping everything consistent. OneRun.ca for Instagram. <laughs> um, if I've left anything out, this is your opportunity to speak to um, any bits of information via an email or any other initiatives. Do you have anything else to add? Or oh, no, I- that's wonderful. No, you've, you've done a great nailed job. It. I nailed it. Okay. You did your homework. Well done. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, w- I, would fail, I, I would fail my peers and they would get upset at me at Columbia if I did not do my research. So <laughs> I definitely wanted to make sure I did that. So guys, uh, Teresa, I want to thank you again for coming on our, to our program. Um, I really appreciate it. You have an amazing story. It's a story that needs to be shared. You are, whether you know it or not, because I heard about you, you are a local hero and um, you're someone that um, the story needs to be shared outside of London. So, you know, again, as people reflect on this podcast and runners that are in the States that listens to this and once, whether you want to draw inspiration to do your own fundraising or you want to give back to hers, um, you're, you're curious about um, doing ultra marathon. There was a lot of information given today and I'm going to give you that information once again. Uh, go to the website, onerun.ca. Please follow her on Instagram so you can keep up with the organization's efforts, onerun.ca. And also, as always, you can hit us up at fithealthwell.com. And then also on our Instagram, fithealthwell. And then you can also send us an email at fithealthwell at gmail.com. Again, I'd like to thank you guys for listening today to our podcast and welcoming our guest. She's very, very amazing, and I'm very happy to have her. And until the next episode, I'll see you guys later. Have a great day. Mm